listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now your hosts, Scott and Miles. Your table is ready. It's long and This is a capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome. This is the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, Episode 85. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hello, and I'm M. Sierra Garcia. Hi, M. Hi, Miles. How you doing? Hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, how, how y'all been these past two weeks that we haven't talked to each other except online in the digital world? Well... <laughs> um, that's not exactly true. You and I had the opportunity. Oh, yes. You and I had a date on Friday. That's right. That's right. With the Gatecast people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, I'm a, we're both huge Stargate fans, and I listened to this, this Stargate podcast called The Gatecast uh, with, with Mike and Alan, and uh, Mike was kind enough to let you and I join him for a podcast for Season 8's uh, season finale of... Uh, Stargate SG-1s, and this was Mobius Parts 1 and 2. So we uh, hung out with uh, uh, Mike for a couple hours uh, Friday. Yeah, so that was a, it was a oh, season, that's f- fun. Yeah, it was. season finale of, of Season 8, right before they bring in, right before it becomes, what, a Star... No, is it far, far, uh, Fargate? Fargate <laughs> yeah. or Starscape, you know. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> yes, that, the last... Last good episode with you know O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. And they were we were. It was kind of one of those episodes that really could have functioned as a serious finale because they weren't sure they were going to get two more seasons out of the. Out of the yeah, we're glad they did because mm-hmm. we can always use a little bit more Stargate in our diet. But um, you know, I I had, I realized when we 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 when we talked about that, I kind of watched it in preparation for those episodes. Mm-hmm. Is I had not. I had not uh, watched a Stargate since Stargate Universe had gone off the air. Oh, okay. So it was like a breath of fresh air coming back into Stargate again and watching the old crew back and and seeing their camaraderie. And it was nice to kind of watch it again. I'm not going to go back and watch the whole series again right mm-hmm. now at least, but mm-hmm. but it was a real breath of fresh air. Did you did you enjoy Stargate M? I, I am a fan of the movie. I adore the movie. The TV show I started to get into, but then there's so much to watch. And and I didn't – I think it's kind of the recipe for most of the TV shows out there is that the first season is always you have to push through to get to the awesome. And I haven't pushed through yet. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that first you know, season I've, was pretty I've, weak. I've only – I've only recently, like in the last two years, come out of the geek closet, so I'm just catching up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Shore Leave is going to have some uh, Stargate people there. Yeah, although one, one – I dropped, know. It's one, exciting. And one dropped from the rolls, though. Oh, really? Tara Rothery. Oh, she's not yeah, going to be there? She backed out. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, so I was looking forward Aww. to uh, interviewing her. But yeah. but, yeah, so we have definitely – Tapping is going to be there. Mm-hmm. She's not just Stargate, but she's Sanctuary and a ton of other right. stuff. Mm-hmm. So. 
But yeah. She's amazing. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> Miles definitely loves her. But, but second only oh. to who? Summer Glau. Close second. Yeah. Close second to mm-hmm. Summer Glau. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anything else you guys are, uh, we did that. Uh, M, anything exciting going on in your life other than uh, Superman, which we're going to talk about a little bit later? Superman. Yeah. Um, no, getting ready for a New York Comic Con. Yeah. Um, someone may have convinced me to dress up, Ooh. which is Really hard for me to do. Are we going to get um, any hints as to what you're dressing up as? Or not yet? Well, um, so most of, I'm sure most of your listeners are, are familiar with thinkgeek.com. It's the only place to get, like, all of your geek wear oh, yeah. at, at any time. Like, they they have everything. I mean, they have everything. Um, and so they have the original series Star Trek uniform dresses, and I look good in blue. And I recently was at a Think Geek event and won a gift certificate and I needed to spend it. And I thought, well, what better to spend it on than a Star Trek dress? Um, so because a girlfriend of mine was like, come on, it'll be fun. It's kind of cute. You already have the boots for it. So there's a chance I may cosplay. I'm typically not a cosplayer, but we will see. So that has you know, and that sound that actually makes me sound very vapid. That that's the only thing I've been dealing with since the last <laughs> we spoke. <laughs> Not that vapid, um, but that's the only thing that has recently come to mind. Was what are you wearing to New York Comic Con? What are you wearing to the Comic Con? I don't know. Isn't that like I'm that's wearing it, clothes? Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Not that type of con, but but there's uh, what is that I like mean, four months away? Uh, it's October, so yeah. wait, we're in July. In yeah, July, so it's a while. It's a you have time. Yeah, like I, you know, there are people who are like, I haven't started on my costume, and Comic Con 2017 is just around the corner. <laughs> okay, you know, I, I'm not gonna judge, but yikes, <laughs> you've got time. Yeah, you've yeah, got time. and there, there's more to life than cosplaying. I guess for some people, there, right? But. There's gaming. Right. There's MMO. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Right, you'll have watching Superman you, for the fifteenth time. <laughs> Got it. Fourteenth, we'll get it right there, Paco. <laughs> and, and we'll definitely need pictures of you. Yeah, in, see, in a U.S. Starfleet. Unless there's pictures that you, you didn't actually do it, so I'm just saying. Uh huh. Yeah, we'll wait sitting down, boys. Wait sitting down. <laughs> All right. Well, in our listener feedback show, we got some feedback from some of you listeners about some of the things you're watching. We got to talk about some. TV shows that have wrapped up, as well as some that we are supposed to be watching and aren't, and some that we are watching that maybe you're not. Um, and we'll just kind of take it from there, and uh, and we'll see where we're at. Okay. Sound good, guys? Sounds great. I guess. I can't, can I say guys? Is that okay, Em? I mean, you're, you're a gal. I know that, but I can see, is that okay? That's okay. No, oh, no. All right. Got it. All right. You're totally good. fine. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and hear from Neil. Stop playing footsies with me, Miles. Um <clears throat> Anyways, from the you know, cricket in there. I keep uh, my foot in your foot's always in that place. Come I on, know. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> let's move on. This is from Neil, and he wrote in just to uh, give a little bit of feedback. He said, first off, just a quick note to say thanks for putting out a thoroughly engaging and quality podcast for fans of sci-fi everywhere. I recently discovered your cast, and you quickly become a regular in my iPhone podcast lineup. Well, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. I briefly wanted to comment on a couple of items from recent shows. First, regarding Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. 
Early this year, NeverRealm Studios, makers of the rebooted Mortal Kombat video game, partnered with DC to make a new fighting game based on the DC universe, Injustice Gods Among Us. The game is based on a storyline that has very many similarities to the upcoming Flashpoint Paradox movie. While I'm not a fan of the fighting game genre, and let's face it, my previous attempts have quickly turned into a button-mashing extravaganzas into resigned futility and sobbing. <laughs> That's good. Uh, the premise of this game was very interesting. A quick search in YouTube yielded several feature-length videos of all the cutscenes stitched together as definitely feature-quality product starring some great sci-fi voice talent, including Stephen Amell, Adam Baldwin, Alan Tudyk, and others. Similar to Flashpoint Paradox, it includes the epic conflict between Aquaman's Atlanteans and Wonder Woman's Amazons. Uh, and he has a link that I'll put in the show notes. Here's a link to one of the YouTube videos. Again, I'll embed that in the show notes. The second point is regarding Defiance. Well, before we get to the second point, what do you think about what he's saying so far about the uh, Flashpoint? Well, um... I'm glad that piqued his interest, uh, and maybe it, it inspired inspired a new game. I'm not I'm not much of a gamer these days. I haven't been for a while, and I share Slacker. his frustration. No, yeah, I know um, things like real life and podcasting just sort of yeah. take up. Oh, sure, blame me. I, no. I, I blame you, Scott. <laughs> it's your fault. And how about you? Have you played Injustice: Gods Among Us? No, I've seen it. I've wanted to play it though because I think. I, if I'm thinking it's the right game, it's the game where you can pit one hero against the other. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that actually sounds kind of fun. Um, I didn't know that uh, there were similarities between Justice League Flashpoint and the game, though. Yeah. the uh, I have played Injustice Gods Among Us, uh, at least when I say I played it, not religiously, probably for less than an hour. Um, but this whole button button mashing, you know, just trying to hit whatever you think and do. That's what my son does when he plays a game, when I let him play it, because it's pretty gory, <laughs> right? It's not, I mean, this is not your son's not, Superman. Not family should, No, no, it isn't. Uh, but he, he got a whole, he, said, he keeps, we played it one time, and I said, uh, probably shouldn't be playing it. And then I kind of removed it from all the devices so he couldn't play it. Mm -hmm. But it was one of those things where it was kind of ended up being button mashing, kind of a chaotic type of thing. So I kind of... Uh, like that, but I like I do like the voice talent. I mean, out Adam Baldwin, Alan Tudyk. I mean, we have some Firefly uh, alumni, alumni in there. Um, Green Arrow himself, uh, St Steve Amell is in there. So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so it sounds good, and uh, it does make me want to kind of watch Flashpoint. Paradox. Oh yeah, I, I have. I think I have Flashpoint on my. Do we know when that's out, or is it? It's not out yet. It's it? not out yet. It's it, it will come out this year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay, very good. Anyway, let's move on to Defiance. Miles, do you want to read that? Sure. So the second point is regarding Defiance. I have to agree with your reviews that the series had, has had a great first season, and the episodes have just gotten stronger as they progressed. I did want to raise one point, though. One of the highlights of the show is how sci-fi has partnered with, the, with Trian to make an immersive MMO that runs in parallel. What's incredibly cool is how you, your actions in the game and the backstory really enrich the show. I had my doubts about it. It would really work. Initially, but I've come to realize that for people who enjoy casual MMOs, the game really adds to the show. Why? Why is there a price on Nolan's head? Well, because you helped him steal a gem from Varus, obviously. How did the the uh, injured in doctor in the Bay Area get the cure for the plague to Defiance? Well, it's because you managed to help her get the cure into the ballistic missile and launch it. What did Rin do after Nolan let her go in in the quarry? And what did she do when she uh, found out that Nolan shot Sukar? Well, you're with her when she finds out, and she's kind of upset. 
There's also a ton of backstory littered throughout the game, which sheds more information on the, on the Voltanus Collective, the Earth government, the Terraform planet, and much, much more. Trian has uh, done a good job of, of uh, releasing regular episodic content that ties into the current episodes to keep it interesting as well. While I'll be the first to admit that gaming isn't for everyone, the unique TV, TV series game hybrid model is yielding some interesting possibilities, and I'm excited to see how the, the two develop in tandem in Season 2. Thanks again for the great podcast, and keep up the great work. Cheers, Neil. From Starling City and Storybrooke. Right, a.k.a. Vancouver, B.C. Um, thank you, Neil, so much for, uh, again, writing in. Uh, M, any thoughts about what he's saying regarding this whole MMO parallel to the TV series? So I really enjoy the show. I'm about two episodes behind, but I, I do enjoy it. And being kind of new to MMOs, it, it can be intimidating. Some of them involve like a half hour of character prep and and there's a lot of detail you need to understand but the MMO behind the defiant behind defiance is really super user friendly and it's perfect for the casual gamer it's perfect for someone who just enjoys the the show and wants a little bit of extra i agree that it runs parallel beautifully with the tv show and it's it's fun to play i do enjoy it it's 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 not it's a nice, it's an easy game to get into and it doesn't require like hours of prep and jargon that you have to know. It, I enjoy it a lot. It's fun. I've played it a couple of times. Um, I probably have about seven hours in Okay, and it's fun. Very good. And so uh, you obviously are huge or you were huge into Guild Wars 2. How does this play? How does this play differently than Guild Wars 2? It's not as, with Guild Wars 2, there's a lot of backstory and you create your story for your character, for your tune, as some people call them, which I, it, and there's different races to choose from. There's just, there's a, there's a lot more involved and it's a little more in depth and takes a little bit more thought, um, at least from my point of view. With um, the Defiance MMO, you, you get your setup and you're ready to go and play and you don't really have to have... Um, like I've had a lot of great friends who have been coaching me with Guild Wars 2 so that I know what I'm doing and what I know what I'm looking for with this, you know, having a little bit, even just having a little like casual gamer, like Nintendo or just, you know, a set top, um, gaming, you can jump in and play. It's not that, it's not that difficult and it's really enjoyable, which I think is where the, a lot of people don't like the MMOs. If it's too much, if it's too deep that you have to dive into to create your your story and your character and play, or if it's too aggressive of a game, um, you, it takes the fun out of it. So this is it's it's nice. It's a nice companion to the show. Mm. Now, do you get to play in the Defiance MMO? Do you get to play as different races? Um, I'll tell you the truth. I just took the 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 first character that was available to me okay. and just kind of jumped into play. Oh. So I haven't dove in, dived, deeped. Yeah. I haven't gotten deep. into it that deep. Yeah. I just wanted to play and see what it was like. Right. And so I just keep logging in and playing every once in a while. <laughs> All right. But now if you just logged in, and I'm sorry I'm putting you in the spot here, Em, but if you just log in and you, you haven't. You are. I haven't played in like three weeks. Yeah, no. But if you, if you, if you haven't watched Defiance, can you still play the MMO and enjoy it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's not you dependent. Don't to, you don't have to watch this. Okay. I don't think I don't think it's de it's dependent. Yeah, you know, but that's my opinion, and yeah, you know, not this, everybody's gonna dig it. This whole hybrid thing that they're doing, 
I found when they announced this, I remember us talking about this over a year ago. Yeah. I was fascinated by how this is going to work, how they're going to get it so that what you're doing kind of influences the show. And I think I had the idea that it, that what you were doing physically influenced how they were videoing the show. And that's not the case, but it gives you backstory and fleshes out the show in such a way that if you really enjoy the Defiance universe, you could really go deep into the Defiance universe. Yeah, it's a lot of supplemental material. I mean, you won't miss out on the important stuff. But in a way, this is this is kind of like reading, um, you know, the spinoff novels of any of, of Star Trek that kind of fills in the gaps, right? right. Of, of of the uh, expanded. They don't call it the expanded universe, but what do they call yeah. it? Uh, they just call them Star Trek novels, yeah, but that's Star- what it, it is—the expanded universe. The expanded universe yeah. of Star Trek, and they fill in the gaps. That's what this MMO is doing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right, very good, uh, and uh, thanks, uh, uh, thanks, M for uh, sharing, and thanks, Neil, for writing in um, about that. So, all right, well, we got another uh, uh, listener feedback in the form of a voicemail. Our your good friend Cape Cod Scott Miles, okay, um, uh, he uh, called in and gave some of his thoughts about some of the movies he's seen. Hey guys, this is Scott from Cape Cod. How you doing? Um, so I, uh, I told you that I was thinking about going to see After Earth. wasn't too sure about it. So we went to see it, and um, uh, it was an enjoyable movie to watch, uh, but I can't give it a very high rating because it was so predictable, and, uh, and um, there were no surprises, and I could have told you at the beginning how it was going to end. But uh, that being said, I think uh, Will Smith's kid did a good, pretty good job, and... Um, uh, so that was a, a good vehicle for him to get his feet wet, I suppose. Uh, also, I went to see Man of Steel, and I'm, there's going to be some spoilers here, so tune ahead if, uh, or put me on a spoiler-filled uh, episode uh, if you want. But um, Man of Steel was great. The, the backstory was good. I, I, I liked how they uh, showed us that he had no idea where he was from when he was growing up, um, which makes sense because he arrived as a baby. So that was good, and um, uh, the only the only uh, nitpick I have is at the end he was they he, he was having the fight with Zod, and they were crashing through uh, cement uh, parking garages, skyscrapers, and everything, and and uh, of course not uh, getting hurt or you know being stunned, but then getting up and fighting them some more, um, and then but the the way the way the fight ended was. Uh, Superman uh, twisted his neck and, and killed him that way. So that that was a little strange, um, to, you know, to be able to kill him that way. I kept expecting him to still not be dead and wake up and uh, fight some more, but uh, that didn't happen. So, and the other thing that I was curious about, I, I, I'm going to have to see the movie again to, to determine this, but at the end when he when uh, Clark Kent goes to the Daily Planet and gets a job, and he's being introduced. It looked to me like Lois knew who he was, and she even said, welcome to the planet, and he said, nice to be here. So that was cool, um, but I, I, I can't recall if when she went to visit the farm and his mother, if she knew uh, if she could make that connection, because, of course, in, uh, in um, previous um, iterations of Superman, she had no idea, even though uh, he looked the same except for a pair of glasses. So that was pretty funny. So anyway, um, as usual, uh, Miles, good night and good luck. 
Thank you, Scott. All right. Thanks, Cape Cod Scott, for calling in and giving us your thoughts on After Earth and Man of Steel. We'll be talking about Man of Steel quite a bit a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about After Earth first. Uh, I've not seen this movie. Miles? Yeah, this is something I'm going to wait till I can rent it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the trailer and, you know, like what I saw there, but there's just too many other movies this this summer to watch. And, And being that this movie has not gotten a lot of critical acclaim to say the no. least uh, I think the only person we saw that uh, really liked it has been Jim mm-hmm. Jim really liked it and did you see this movie I am going to wait till someone pays for the rental oh there we go oh, oh so it's even that <laughs> it's not even like you're gonna pay for the rental you're gonna make someone else pay I'm, for it got it <laughs> I just feel like I I don't have it my interest isn't peaked I'm not there's nothing there that makes me because the 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 trailer kind of spills it all out. It's one of those trailers that says, "Here's the whole movie in two and a half minutes. Come spend fifteen dollars and watch the rest." Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not in love with it. I don't even want to go on a date with it. I'm acquaintanced with it. Right. You know, this is one of those when they were really pushing it through Facebook. All that all that viral marketing they were trying to do with it. Mm-hmm. I. It just didn't capture me, and and he's saying, you know, hey, this was a nice movie, but uh, he enjoyed it, but a bit too predictable. Yeah. Uh, no surprises. A Will Smith kid did a good job as far as getting his feet wet, although he's done other stuff. Uh, he was in Pursuit of Happiness. I think he was a kid in that. Mm-hmm. The new Karate Kid. Karate oh, yeah. Kid. Yeah, 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 so probably did better. Maybe have more. Uh, I didn't. How, how was it? Did you see the? Um, I did didn't you, see. Did it. you see the new? Um, did you see the new Karate Kid? Um? I did. It was cute. Yeah. It was cute. It's a reimagination, and mm. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Gabe Coscott also called in and said and talked about uh, Man of Steel, and he liked it, but he had a bit of a problem. And um, you might get a kick out of this. He had a bit of a problem when at the end, when you know Man of Steel is fighting Zod, and they're crashing through everything, and you know through steel, through concrete, and. You're, they're, they're digging up and gouging the earth, and then in the end, he kills Zod by twisting his neck. Yeah. Yeah. Anticlimactic? Well, it just, you know. No. You would think that if he'd kill him by twisting his neck, Zod would have broken his neck way beforehand, <laughs> especially with what they've been through. Well, this is Superman. I mean, Superman traditionally has not killed his enemies, and... I was thinking that, okay, okay, he actually killed Zod by breaking his neck, but if he didn't, you know, those people that were almost on the receiving end of, um, the, you know, Zod's heat vision would have uh, bought it. So, yeah. Um, I mean, and you could see in his face, he doesn't really want, he's trying, he's trying, he doesn't want to, but like like his father and his other father, like both of his dads, there's a point where it has to happen. That things are just going to happen, and the only way to save the rest of humanity is to do it. And I'm not condoning it, but no. this well, is this is a topic for a for a long conversation. Yeah, well, it, it does. It plays right, and it plays right into uh, his, his Earth father, Kevin Costner's character. When he says when he talks about saving the kids in the school ba- school bus and. His father's you know, have that conversation like, shouldn't I have saved him? And he goes, well, maybe not. Right. You know, that whole and that whole haunting thing like, how dare you say something like that? And then the other side of it is, well, 
what are the ramifications of doing this? You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what he's weighing here. <laughs> but mm. he also he also brought up, and I don't know if you heard this, Em, but that when he walks into the Daily Planet, Lois seems to know him. In fact, that whole dialogue, like when he, she says, welcome to the planet. And he says, well, nice to be here. Yeah, I, I, I took from that that Lois knows who it is. I mean, the whole glasses. It's kind of ridiculous. It, it's very ridiculous. I mean, and so. She calls him Clark in the middle of the movie. She knows who he is. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I took the welcome. I, I'm so I'm totally interrupting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, just. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, she called him Clark when he, you know, before, earlier. Um, so I, I just thought, okay, this is definitely something new here. Lois finds out about Clark, Clark as Superman from the get-go, which, which I'm, right now I'm okay with. I mean, it's, it is a little bit different than what has been in traditional Superman lore, but um, it, it works for this movie. Well, and that's the thing. In, in the old, in the old, like in the original Superman movie, uh, Lois doesn't meet Clark until they're at the Daily Planet, mm-hmm. so it's a whole different premise. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll we'll get into this much more in our main show. So, but but thanks <laughs> thanks Cape Coscott for calling in and uh, letting us know that. Let's listen to his second uh, his I was going to say email his voicemail here, and uh, hear what he has to say. Scott Miles, this is Scott from Cape Cod again. Um, I just heard uh, a little further in the podcast from the last time I called, um, somebody saying that uh, um, Atlas Drug 2 got very bad reviews. Well, I haven't seen one, but I did see two. It was one of my favorite books of all time, Atlas Drug, and uh, very, very influential in my life. And um, the, the uh, to me, Atlas Drug was fantastic. Uh, Scott, you really should get it and, and see it. If you liked one, I haven't seen one, but if you liked one, you will just love two, I think. Uh, just great uh, exposition, and uh, they leave it on a, on a huge cliffhanger, so I hope there is a third uh, somewhere down the line. Um, the, uh, by the way, <laughs> I read that the uh, entire cast of characters changed from one to two. Uh, it was done two or three years later, I guess, and uh, the entire cast of characters changed from one to two. So don't let that dis- dissuade you, though. Um, go ahead and uh, go ahead and see it. I think you'll probably love it uh, if you like the first one. So uh, that's my two cents. So I saw it in the, I saw it in the theaters. Uh, I didn't get to see the first one in the theaters because it didn't play anywhere near near me. It was a very limited uh, distribution, and uh, so I didn't get to see it in the theaters. I do have it on DVD uh, as a Christmas gift, which I haven't uh, plugged in yet to watch. I, I, it's too busy watching other stuff, I guess, but uh, I will eventually. So uh, good morning and good luck. Oh, wait. Good night and good luck. Bye. All right. Thanks again, Cape God Scott, for uh, calling in. Uh, Atlas 2 Shrugged, or Atlas Shrugged 2, you didn't see any of the Atlas Shrugged. No, right? I haven't. Em, did you watch any of these movies? Nope. Nope, and I nah. get. Eh, I did, but he's giving the second one high props. I think it's on my Netflix queue to kind of check out eventually. But um, I uh, just so you know, Scott, I will check this out eventually. Um, there's a l- I'm, I'm behind on a lot of other sci-fi right now, so it's going to be a little bit down the road. But but uh, he thought it was fantastic. Was a huge cliffhanger, and hoping they make a third, which I'm kind of doubtful of because I don't think it got. I didn't think it did very well, but if it didn't make any money, it's doubtful it's going to go. Yeah, through. I don't know. Who knows? 
Unless, uh, unless they get funding and backing or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, did you watch Warehouse uh, 13 finale? I did. And uh, M and I did not watch this. So what were your thoughts on it? Still, I thought this was a very strong season. It definitely left things at a cliffhanger. I mean, there's going to de- it's there is a lot of you know you know what hitting the fan. So um, it, no, Miles, I don't. I don't know what. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so there, there's going to have such language. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but so there's going to need to be a lot of resolution when when it comes back next year. Um, In his fifth and final season, right? Yes, which is I'm, I'm bitter about. Yeah. yeah, but no, it was it was a very enjoyable season. Uh, has you know, is Spike back? Oh, oh, oh definitely. We see we, we see Spike. Uh, he, he he's he's in there a couple times. The one guy from the, the the main baddie for this season, I don't know his name, but I recognize him from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think he was kind of like Buffy's um, mentor, and he was Giles? also and he was also in the that. Um, Merlin TV show. So, what was it, Giles? I, I think that's him. Yeah. So, he's, he's, if, you, if you watch Buffy, you'd recognize this guy. He, he, yeah. So, he played the main baddie. Uh, I, I don't want to give too many spoilers since um, neither of you have seen it yet. Yeah. But, right. but, but, but no, it was, a good, it was a very good season, very enjoyable season. Yeah. Em, are you watching uh, Continuum? I haven't been able to find it online. Oh, to that's watch. right. Yeah. You, you, yeah, and I, I have not watched season two, but Miles, you're watching it. How's this season going? You can spoil it here because my, mm-hmm. uh, Em and I aren't watching it right now. Well, uh, I'm still enjoying it. Liberate has kind of fractured into two groups now. Oh, making it more interesting. So, are they kind of warring ooh. factions? Are they, oh, oh, definitely. Um, uh, what's her name? Alexa uh, Doig's character um, shot Travis, thinking she'd killed him, but she, you know he he recovered, and so. Him and the other blonde um, part of Liberate, they have formed their own uh, thing. Um, so yeah, they're, they're they're kind of at odds with each other, and but still, but they still have their own agendas. So they're both, you know, going up against the law a lot and against Kira a lot. This this was an interesting episode last season. I mean, last episode, um, there's one guy that there's. I'm not sure what part of law enforcement he's with, but he he suspects something about Kira. He saw her. Or becoming, you know, survive the 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 building coming down, survive that, you know, basically become invisible. Saw saw her do stuff with the suit and stuff. So he suspects her, and there's a scene where she gets grilled, questioned by him and somebody from, I guess Canada's version of uh, uh, Internal Affairs, and she almost, uh, you know, breaks his neck. And there's this vir- virtual um, uh, therapist that comes online, and and. He shuts down her, her program so she can't talk to Salinger. And basically, she has to have a counseling session before she can, you know, basically go back to work again. But, oh, nice. But it, it was mm. – first you thought, it, you know, it was kind of lame. But then after a while, you realize, you know, she, this poor woman is a mess. And so it was actually a productive counseling session. Uh, Alessandro Giuliani, he played uh, Lieutenant Gaeta and BSG and has done tons of other stuff. It was in Man of Steel. And in, in Man of Steel. He played mm-hmm. this virtual therapist. Oh. And um, it was a very good episode. It was a very, you know, good, strong, character-driven episode this last time around. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, I, I, I have to get caught up in season two, but there are others that are higher priority right now. I'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. 
if I don't, I'm in the middle of writing a book and that's taking my extra time right now. Um, Under the Dome, um, episodes two and three. Em, are you watching Under the Dome? Are you finding this online? Uh, I am finding it online. I have not made the time to watch it yet. It's, I don't know if it's if it's the whole Stephen King thing that kind of makes me go, it can wait. And I know I should actually watch it because I have heard a couple of people chatting about it at work um, and I can't join in. So it's 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 it as we say, it's on the list. Yeah, it's on, it's on the list. I have not watched episode two and three just was out what, last night. Is that right? Yeah, three was out last night. And you didn't watch mm-hmm. that one, but you watched two. How did they pick back up with the uh... Uh, two is very good. Um, what what they showed. This one guy is trying to destroy evidence. And let's just say he royally screws up and he sets this house on fire. Oh, and nice. Yes. And so um, what, ha- what ha- basically Which is great. There's no fire trucks. In there's the city, no fi- right. there's no fire department. And, right. and so basically the town has to band together. But the guy who is who, who is the this hired assassin or whatever, we find out more about him. Um, He's an interesting character, I think. I only saw the first episode. He was and and he, he gets more interesting. But he basically has to rally the town. He says, hey, we, you know, let's. You know, we, we still have water pressure. I, I'm not sure how they still have water pressure in there, but they but they st- they can still use their hoses to, and they can still use. There's a there's a swing pool. They form a line with buckets, and he actually gets the the people in this uh, development to help put out the fire. And then the oh, one good. councilman, you know, it seems like you know, it, you don't, if you don't know, you, you know, he's got his own agenda. Um, so he comes in this this bulldozer and basically bulldozes the house to put out the fire, which. You know, puts out the fire, but it also whatever evidence that was um, could have been there. damning was is now gone. Right, so, right. Um, and so they're they're wondering, okay, we, we were in this dome, we had this fire burn up this oxygen. Is this is this going to affect us more? Um, and you, you have the reporter. She she managed to find this independent radio station. She got on there and because now they figured out. I don't know how exactly how big the dome is, but she basically told people. On this radio station, you know how big the dome is, and this is all we know so far. Because the radio station can intercept signals from the outside. Right. They're not perfect, but they can they can still intercept them. And so she 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 took it upon herself to tell the town what 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 they know. What they know so far. Mm-hmm. Well, very good. You know, I watched the first episode, and the councilman. I certainly don't trust him, but his son's a creep. Oh, he is a creep. His son is a creep. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in fact. Yeah, seriously, Ab, you've got to watch. This guy is so beyond evil. Um, he's, and I just want to... You mean like I, get in my windowless van, little child creepy? Yes, that's sort of creepy. And I just want to oh, I just want to step into the episode and I just want to kill him myself. You know, because I just... I, he's, oh whoever God. plays him does an excellent job he, with it. He plays but, creepy douchebag. But, <laughs> but uh, the guy's a total douchebag. Yeah. In fact, Richard uh, Navardi on, the fa- on her Facebook page said, I'm enjoying the show. There are so many elements I like. The general mystery, who's responsible, what does the councilman know? I like the radio station people and the reporter, the lady cop, although she's very much like the woman cop from Eureka. I like the two kids uh, who are using, wait for it, math to figure things out. Uh, I do not like the kidnapping <laughs> thread, uh, which is the guy in the psycho boyfriend. That's who we're talking about here. I hope they resolve that quickly. It's great to have a good news show for the summer. That's not a silly reality show. Well, what was cool was the, the creepy you know, ex-boyfriend got, you know, it, he got into a fight with the, the, the ex-military assassin guy and you know, got his 
clock cleaned. I mean, uh, he should have. So I wish it would have happened first episode. It, it, yeah. So <laughs> was the girlfriend still trapped down in the bunker? She's still trapped. Well, she she's trapped down there, and she thought she would. You know, she just said, "Well," because he he saw this guy talking to her at the first episode, and he got all judged. Oh yeah, we've you know her. We've done it a few times, and you know, and so he he. She, he thinks that's what happened, and so he's all jealous and crazy, and goes after him. And the guy's nuts. He was a bad idea. Yeah, but well, he's nuts. So oh, he's he, he is he, he yeah. He's crazy. I hate him. I just want to step on the show and kill him. Did I say that? No, he didn't. No, no, not yet. Jim Ed said, yeah, yeah. Wow. Seriously, seriously, you know. And uh, the thing that the thing that's great um, about the show, and uh, there there are some parts where there are some shocking moments, like. When the dome comes down, we talked about this in the last episode. The dome comes down, it slices a cow right in half, mm-hmm. right? Okay, it's a bit mm-hmm. bit gross. Uh, there's a plane that like flies into the dome, and like there's trucks, and, and so there's there's a little bit of the gross factor in it, but nowhere near like Walking Dead. Oh no, yeah. So no, you and, can compare it to and 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 the characters are interesting enough that I think if you gave the show a chance, Adam, that you would like it. So and if you have Amazon Prime, so like my- it's on there. Yeah. Go oh, ahead. I do have Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Yeah, so you can watch them My for question, free. though, is... Sweet. My question, though, is... Okay, so have they determined whether, like, oxygen can pass through? If, like you said, you they have water pressure. So apparently the, uh, you know, the general utilities aren't affected. It's just... Uh, they don't appear I, to have I, I know power. I'm being nitpicky and I'm being one of those jackals that I, I'm like, shut up and just watch. <laughs> but it does kind of bug me like, well, that, okay, the, the, so. They are, they, they are in generator power to some degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. And well, 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 the two, you know, teenage boys that are trying to figure stuff out with math, um, there's this outside crew trying to figure out the dome. They're spraying water on the dome. And I don't know if it's water going through the dome or condensation on the dome, but. So maybe the dome is not as um, impenetrable as you know we thought. We'll see. So maybe like, maybe uh, like it's allows. a semi-permeable membrane, right? But you can't hear people through it, no. Because I've seen the advert where they're yelling and no one can hear anything, right? Right. And I'm thinking maybe the people on the other side, it doesn't seem like they can. They they can see that the people in the dome can see the people outside the dome, but I'm not sure if the people. Outside the dome, can see inside. They it. can okay. because don't don't the boyfriend the girlfriend hold their hands up to each other? The fireman and the oh, cop. that was first episode. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they they do and they do kind of see each other, mm-hmm. but they can't. Because I mean, I, I would have thought that maybe the second episode they would have tried to communicate each other with like holding signs up or something. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But mm-hmm. uh, Jen M weighed in the episodes that I thought was pretty good. Just finished watching it. They are just realizing it wasn't the military who's behind this. I was really hoping that the girl would have gotten rescued this episode. That's a girl down in the bunker um, and uh, in the, what the fallout shelter. Yep. Um, I would imagine everyone would start to freak out after a while. I love seeing the kid actor Colin Ford who played uh, who played. You get a version of Sam from Supernatural. He's smart one too. Hmm. So. Mm. So that's kind hmm. of she, she's a huge supernatural fan, <laughs> so absolutely love supernatural. But so I'm glad that she's enjoying the show as mm-hmm. well. Something that I'm going to continue watching. I just I'm, be, I'm behind one episode because because it's Amazon Prime. Um, or like the ep- you're like one week behind. Man, that doesn't bother me too much. But I'm unplussed about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, now you'll have. A- I mean, you'll have at least two episodes so far yeah. to, if, if you start soon. Yeah. 
Uh, I will. Defiant, you haven't watched the finale yet, have you? I have. You have. You have. Did we talk about that already? I think we have. We talked about Warehouse, th- Warehouse 13. I don't think oh, we talked. Oh, you talking about Defiance. Um, yeah, I'm behind Defiance, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm enjoying it. My wife jo- enjoy- is enjoying it. We watch. We're watching this together. Mm-hmm. And so she really enjoyed We talked about Defiance because of the video game. That's where I'm going. Right. But we, didn't- we didn't talk about it in proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you think about the way they left season uh, one here? Good place, good cliffhanger, because everything has gone to pot. Everything that possibly could go to pot has, um, as far you know, as far as the the election, as far as what's going on with the United Earth Republic, um, what's going on with um, Nolan and uh, um, Arissa, and so um, yeah, it's just it'll be interesting to see how they pick up the pieces for for, for season. Two, and we've got to wait a, a whole stinking year for it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're getting a season two because this was kind of on the fence earlier on because it's such, such an expensive show to produce. It is. But, um, but yeah, you're right. We, we should be, if we like the show, we should be relieved we are getting a season two. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you said you're what? Um, about an episode or two behind? I'm two behind right now. And I'm. I've been digging around online to see if they've they've ordered anything past two episodes, two seasons. And I, I wish the show's going somewhere and it's going somewhere interesting. And I would just really like I, I love it when I hear that, you know, a, a studio or a, or a group, they're going to go ahead and, and, and invest and and do a, a two to three, a two or three extra season by, you know, I think I don't know why they're being so cautious because it's the ratings for it have been have done really well, haven't they? Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. I haven't I haven't necessarily kept up with the ratings of it. Uh, but have we ever? I mean, I haven't. I can't recall the last time a series got a two to three season buy. Uh, um, can you think of examples of that? Um, Game of Thrones. Uh, did, oh, did they? I thought they were being picked up season by season. Game of Thrones is a five year has a five season buy. Oh, nice. They I are bet. they're gonna. Oh, I should say I'm saying that wrong. They're going through book five. So what, however many seasons it takes, and if I understand it correctly, and someone please correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's two seasons per book. So yeah. the HBO's committed. They're in, and I love them for it. I love that they've committed, and it's not just because it's a money maker. You know, it's it's intriguing and it, all right, it makes money. Um, but Defiance has definitely made it through season one. It's got a good a good um, audience base. It's pretty widely spoken about. The MMO is doing really well. I, I I don't know. I get very frustrated with with with. I get frustrated with TV stations and and with production groups that with these mid-season kind of off-season TV shows, they're not, you know, the fall through spring 22 episode runs. They kind of gamble with them like they're dangling it in front of them. Well, if you suck a little bit, I'm not going to renew you. And it's it's. There's really good stuff out there. And then there's crap that gets, oh, we're going to hold on to this show for three more seasons. Oh, my God. And then they pour money like sci-fi will pour money into what is it? Sharknado. Yeah. (laughs) Tornadoes with sharks. Right. (sighs) Really? So I I like Defiance very much. I am looking forward to watching the, the last couple episodes. Um, I'm going to probably sit and watch them back to back so that I can just get a whole story, but it's, it's just frustrating. Yeah. You know, 
I agree with that. I think the thing that I would want to know if I were a studio and looking at Defiance is saying, if I'm going to invest in three years, what is your three-year arc for the story? Because I think because right. the last thing that they want is Defiance to have a really good first season and then end up like Heroes, where every every season after that gets subsequently worse. Mm-hmm. You know, and so mm-hmm. I understand. I understand from the studio perspective um, why shows that don't have a definite arc are kind of. That way, but I think of what Babylon Five had like a definite beginning, middle, and end when they when they started and syndicated that. From what I understand, I mean, um, I forget the, the producer's name, but I mean, it was going to run for five years, and that was you know, and that's it. So that it ran it. for five years, and mm-hmm. it was done. So they had a the, when they went into that show, they had a definite plan, and, and my hope uh, is that. I think one of the reasons they can do that M with Game of Thrones is we have five books from Game of Thrones. Uh, we have a storyline that people have already bought into the the world. They have bought the books. They know they're going to get a commitment from the people based on just the past couple seasons of the show. Uh, they're willing to invest, you know, up through book five. That makes sense. Yeah, but like, look at look at um, like BSG and. Um Oh, what was the follow-up show? Oh, Caprica? BSG was, yeah, and Caprica. BSG basically was told, yeah, we're not going to give you that much time anymore. We talked about it, but we're not going to. So I you know, I feel like the last season was a little rushed and a little weird and just a little done. And Caprica didn't even get a chance. They just kind of like, meh, we're just going to go. So Caprica and Caprica didn't really have their story plotted out as well as they should have. And... I feel like with Defiance, they've 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 made it very clear. They've done it kind of smartly, as far as I've seen. Um, I still have two episodes to go. Um, they've definitely thought about it long enough to because you don't build an MMO overnight. Those suckers are. I've been reading about how as soon as I started got I got involved in it. I didn't realize that this game that I started playing recently was just released last year, but they started developing it in 2006. So it's it there's some thought behind it and it just frustrates me. It's like Firefly. It's when people are like, "Meh, I don't understand it, so let's cancel it." Yeah. You know, the, the thing the thing about that if they started it in 2006, you would think that they have a definite plan as to as to where Defiance is going. If they give that, yeah. Oh well, Guild Wars was started in 2006. I don't oh. know about the Defiance MMO, but if they've taken that much time, I mean, because it's not a cookie cutter game. If they've taken that much time, invested that much time into telling the story, it's obviously it's going to go somewhere. So just suck it up and sign them up for two or three seasons, yo. And now I will get off my soapbox. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't played the MMO, so I can't. Amen, sister. Yeah, preach it, preach it. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know when that was uh, first started. I'm trying to look and see if I can find anything here. And, of course, I can't right off the bat because I'm doing it right now. Um, but uh, we'll see if we can find that, and we'll try and share it with you if we find out when they started it. Because you would think that they, to put content in, to drop new content, sometimes once a game is launched, it there's a couple month layout, so they would have time if they're like thinking of season two to begin to prepare for season two content, but they would have had to begin thinking of that, you know. Well, we, early we talk, on we talked about Defiance last year. I yeah, mean, there was I think from, it was January last year. We were so mm-hmm. they've whoever whoever the powers that be that that planned it. I mean, they they 
they started early and um i guess they sold, managed to sell sci-fi on this concept yeah early on they just and so they've been very smart about it yeah all right, well, let's move into our last bit of feedback, and this is regarding Falling Skies, uh, which I am not watching this season. <laughs> bad, bad, Scott. No, I'm not. I watched all the other seasons, but I have not watched this season, and uh, I, I don't know how it's going. How's it going for you, Miles? You're watching it? I'm still watching and enjoying it. Um, I don't... I think they're probably going to have to wrap things up soon. I don't know... I haven't heard if they're going to get another season next year or not. It just seems um, they're going to ha- where they are. They're going to have to, you know. It just it's it's feeling a little tired to me. I'm still liking it, but it's just it's a little tired. However, I will say this this last one there was some good. Uh, this was this was a particular good episode because Hal was compromised, and so he was going to kidnap uh, his father and take him to um, the enemy so they could find out this weapon that the uh, other alien race is building for him. Um, but there, there's some great John Pope scenes in there. He's still entertaining. and he, He's and, one of my favorite characters in the show. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, if, 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 if it wasn't the, you know, the end of the world and you had to, you know, team up together, you, you wouldn't want to have anything to do with this guy. He's still, he's still a bit of a rat bastard. <laughs> you know, he hasn't changed. Um, yeah. And, you know, even so much that um, Connor Jessup's character, um, they're, they're behind a bunker, you know, Pope is running his mouth and then um, uh, Jessup just runs over and just slugs him in the face, a good one. Good. That's it. And we um, read one of the comments about in this bar they have, Pope, Pope is, you know, after they manage to apprehend how... You know how this is going to turn out. He as he calls it, you know, the um, um, the, the the Mason family drama. You know, will it end up this way, end up this way. He's taking you know, you know, a, a pool on it. And so mm. uh, there's a great scene where Dan, the other, you know, the other resistance leader, comes in and everybody just falls silent. They see what Pope is, you know, he sees what Pope is doing, and they see, oh, we're 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 all kind of a bunch of jerks doing this, you know. Right, right. So I'm still enjoying the show, but I think they probably they they probably need to be thinking. They, they, they should try to figure out a way to wrap things up soon. Yeah. How about Em? Em, are you watching uh, Falling Skies? I'm still on season one. Uh, I'm, a, I'm. It's like the party line here. Well, it's on my list. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Miles, do you have like a way back machine that you can go back in time? Oh, I want to watch this. Let me put my time turner on, a la Hermione, and go back in time and yeah. give myself an extra hour. I'm impressed. I'm very yeah, impressed. Yeah. I probably just watch too much TV. <laughs> do you well, not sleep? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I do sleep. I do yeah. sleep. There's, there's probably something. Okay. It's called know, osmosis. Uh, there's yeah. probably other things I should be doing when I'm watching TV, but, you know. Um, By the way, okay. Falling Skies got renewed for season four. Oh, interesting. Yeah, six days ago. Oh, very good. Yep, so uh, you'll, you'll get another season. Mm-hmm. They'll have a little bit more season to either wrap it up nicely or to kind of meander their way. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they hopefully they gain a, a more uh, sure footing as to where they're headed and that'll make things go a little bit better. Yeah. Is there anything else we should be talking about in this listener feedback show? I think we covered most of the shows that are out. Yeah, I think we, we, we did cover it. Wolverine comes out soon. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Mm. You, you am. I don't know. I was really disappointed by the uh, the last Wolver- Wolverine movie. Even, I mean, eye candy aside, 
The story was just kind of like, Meh, all right, yay. Okay, you're, aren't you a bad guy in another movie? Aren't you a good... Oh, my God, it's Green Lantern. It's just... I, I, I don't love it. So they're going to have to wow me and really make me believe. Because even the last... Um, the the X-Men Rewind is what I'm going to call it. Okay, first I class. was not crazy about that. First class, yeah. I was not too cuckoo about that. Um, I don't love that moment where it was kind of the expecto patronum moment between um, Xavier and Magneto. You just have to think about what's special in your mind. And then he turns the whole satellite dish. Oh, my God. It was just too Harry Potter for me. It was it was, there was just too much going on. And, and I don't like the changes in the origin stories. And I, I didn't love it. So I'm kind of tainted by that. I'm still like. It was the bad Wolverine, the bad redo of X-Men. This is their last chance. I mean, I just got to either got to knock it out of the park or I'm done. Okay, fair enough. I'm excited about it because I'm a, I love the first movie. Loved the first movie with Wolverine and uh we talked about that at length and mm-hmm. I think it, it was I, I was expecting terrible things, and it was actually pretty good. And maybe that's why it was pretty good for me. But I really, I really did enjoy it. So I'm really looking forward to this one. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters because, um, again, just the time. Sure. Probably uh, Despicable Me Two will be the next one that I watch <laughs> with my kids. But right, Kiefer? Yeah. Kiefer's standing in here right now. Say hi to him. Hi, Em. And, <laughs> and hi, buddy. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Dinner Podcast. <laughs> Oh, bless. I love him. <laughs> uh, that was so cute. Uh, she thought you were cute. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we do have to wrap up the listener feedback show. Uh, yep. We do have to wrap up this listener feedback show. Um, if you if you do get to see Wolverine and or you get to see any other th- movies in the theater or want to let us know about what you're watching TV, just give us a call and we'll put that information at the end of the show here. I believe that's it, Miles. All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. I will see ya. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food and the service and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or... Click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an MP3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash scifidiner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com.